Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, My People Have Forgotten Me. It shall be focused on the study of Jeremiah chapter 18. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look at the scripture today to recognize how your people had forgotten you, Father, and they've forgotten your faithfulness and how you took them from a land of bondage and brought them, Lord, to a wonderful heritage in Canaan, which you had promised aforetime unto their father Abraham. And we see yet today the people have forgotten you again. They've forgotten how, Lord, you gave us the Holy Spirit and how you said, Father, you wanted to be in us even. You would as we were taught in Revelations, you are knocking outside of the door, saying, If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So, Father, we pray, even recognizing how they had come after your servant, Jeremiah, how, Lord, you had spoken to him and said, as Samuel and Moses stood before, before me, Lord, as a defense for this people, and how we see Jeremiah now, Lord, and how he has come to a point of discouragement, recognizing how the people had turned against him for only trying to help them and trying to stand in the way between your wrath and their destruction. We pray, Father, knowing that even in the day, in the land today, there's a ministry which you sent of your prophet, screaming out, letting forth an eagle cry as your word was being set forth warning the people to return back to the Word and away from the denominational worship and interpretations of your Word and how, Lord, they have gone through a way that seemeth right unto them but leading unto destruction. So we pray, help us to yield unto the voice that you sent for us today to prepare us for the, for the day when you shall take us away. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next... We shall listen to Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah 18 The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation, against whom I have pronounced, turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation, and concerning a kingdom, to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now therefore go to speak to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, 
I frame evil against you, and devise a device against you. Return ye now every one from his evil way, and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices, and we will every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Ask ye now among the heathen who hath heard such things. The virgin of Israel hath done a very horrible thing. Will a man leave the snow of Lebanon which cometh from the rock of the field? Or shall the cold flowing waters that come from another place be forsaken? Because my people hath forgotten me, they have burned incense to vanity, and they have caused them to stumble in their ways from the ancient paths, to walk in paths in a way not cast up, to make their land desolate and a perpetual hissing. Every one that passeth thereby shall be astonished and wag his head. I will scatter them as with an east wind before the enemy. I will show them the back, and not the face in the day of their calamity. Then said they, Come, and let us devise devices against Jeremiah. For the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. Give heed to me, O Lord, and hearken to the voice of them that contend with me. Shall evil be recompensed for good? For they have digged a pit for my soul. Remember that I stood before thee to speak good for them, and to turn away thy wrath from them. Therefore deliver up their children to the famine, and pour out their blood by the force of the sword, and let their wives be bereaved of their children and be widows, and let their men be put to death. Let their young men be slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses, when thou shalt bring a troop suddenly upon them. For they have digged a, a pit to take me, and hid snares for my feet. Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Witnesses. This was preached in 1953 on April the 5th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 55 up to paragraph 125. I trust you find it to be a blessing. There were some people one time, the Jews from the tribe of Judah where they got their name because they wouldn't walk after the ordinances of God, wouldn't keep his commandments. God called King Nebuchadnezzar to come in and to take them captive down into the land of Babylon. Many of us remember the famous old story of how they hung their harps on the weeping willow tree and they could not sing the songs of Zion. All their victory was lost. Not because that God wanted to take it away from them, but because of their sins separated them from God. Amen. That's the reason tonight that many of the Christians 
hasn't got the victory is because their sins has separated them yes, from the blessing. Amen. Cut off. Amen. Out in a desert place, alone. And our hearts are hanging on a weeping willow tree because we can't enjoy the songs of the church. I remember long ago when we used to come in here, they'd be playing down at the cross on the piano when the bell was being tolled and come in. There'd hardly be a dry eye in the church. Everybody weeping slowly. The mellow, I just like the old-fashioned way. The mellow, sweet power of the Holy Spirit broke up. Before we can ever make any headway, we got to get broke up first. You know, like the potter, the prophet was going down to the potter's house to be broke up, to be made over again. And you know, if there's no breaking up, there's no making over again. You have to first be broke up. And how that is like the ground. If you're going to have a crop, Brother Wright, you have to break your ground up first, tear it all to pieces, and then plant your seed, and it'll come forth. Depends on what kind of seed you plant then while it's broke up. So then while the crops, the ground's all broke up, it's time to plant the seed. Then these brethren who has gone away from the promised land down into Babylon, carried away because... Their sins that separate them from God. And I'm just old-fashioned enough to believe tonight this, that when the church or any individual begins to play and flirt with the world, you're going to have the same experience. Getting away from God. Getting away from the truth. That's the word. And I believe it. I, I know that is truth. I've been in the ministry now 20 years, and I've seen all different sorts and kinds around the world. But I tell you, friend, you may be looked down upon, but I like an old-fashioned, broke-up meeting. Someone come by one day and said, while I was preaching here, said, did that woman, Billy, how could you preach in that woman sat back there snubbing, crying, hard, amen? Maybe that was a whole lot the reason I was preaching. (laughs) Yeah, I said, if she said, well, that would just almost kill me if if I was trying to talk to somebody carrying on like that. I said, it didn't hurt me, brother. It was encouraging me. He he said, was she a horrible sinner or something? I said, no. She was a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. And weeping? I said, yes. The Bible said, He that goeth forth weeping shall doubtless return again, bring him with him precious sheep. Amen. That's right. He that goeth forth sowing uh, sowing tears will doubtless return again, bring him with him precious sheep. Rejoicing as he comes back. But the first things first, breaking up, making over, then come rejoicing. Amen. All right. These children of Israel got down there and was under another king. Not their own king had been carried away with them. They come under another king, a cruel king, King Nebuchadnezzar. So one day he said that if any peoples, when he made, erected a great image out in the fields and said that every person that would not bow down to that image must be thrown in the fiery furnace and be burned. What an agree was made that these boys should be burned up, everyone. 
And there was three down there that had had previous answer to prayer. Named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They turned their backs to the image and they said, Be it known to thee, O king. I want you to notice this. God wants his witnesses to be stern. Amen. Not a witness today and wishy-washy tomorrow. Amen. I was preaching a funeral service today and cutting it strong. Someone asked me to. said, I think most of the people were sinners hadn't accepted Christ. I thought maybe I cut it a little too strong. And when I was going out in the, the undertaker's car, he reached over and patted me on the shoulder and said, Preacher, I want to comment you. Uh-oh. He said, That's the way I think that it should be preached. He said, I don't like wishy-washy religion. I thought, Boy, there's hopes for you. That's right. That's right. Where were you really? Put it where it belongs. That's exactly right. Then these children of Israel, these Shadrach and the Meshach and Abednego, God's witnesses. God's never been without a witness. He's always. Now here I want you to get this real close. God has never at any time been without a witness on earth. He's always had at least one man he could put his hands on and say, That's my witness. It's come down to one man. One time Job was his only witness, and Abraham in the, in the land, but God had a witness. Somebody's going to witness for God somewhere. Now, after a while, we want to find out what a witness really is at this day. All right. Notice these men, as they went down, there they refused to eat the king's meats, drink his wine, and they refused to bow to his image. They were a genuine, true witness of God. Then there are sometimes a penalty goes with the witness. Sometimes when you witness for God, you have to suffer a little bit. Remember when the mother told you that you couldn't stay around home as long as you read the Bible and carried on her? Some of the neighbors said or the children said at school you was a fanatic or something because you was a true witness. Remember on the job how all the men laughed at you because you was a real witness? How on the streets you were made fun of when you give a testimony? But that's a genuine sign of a real true witness. God wants witnesses. Now some people say, I testify in church. That's good. But, brother, let your light shine in the dark places where it's really Out in the high edges and the highways, in the bar rooms, out down the street, everywhere you're at, let your light shine as a witness. Amen. Notice, then the fiery trial come on, and every man that will witness for God will have to go through fiery trials. Isn't it strange how God leads his people? Very strange. Just as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Just as soon as Israel come out under the blood, circumcised, the Holy Spirit leading them in a form of a light, right straight up to the Red Sea, and there, hard. Mountains on one side, desert on the other, Pharaoh's army coming, and the Red Sea cutting them off. God led them right to that place. What? To get glory. Then Moses prayed, 
And God told him to step right on down towards the Red Sea, holding his stick out in front of him. And as he walked, the Red Sea moved from one side to the other, right across the Red Sea. Why? God's path led through. As soon as he came out there, right into the wilderness of sin. Strange. God's path led right through that great temptation there when they murmured against God. They went from there on from one murmur to another, from one trial to another. As the old song says, some through the waters, some through the floods, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. That's God's way of leading. Leading his testimonies, his witnesses. Now, when it comes time to test of the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. But nevertheless, if he doesn't, we're not bowing down. We're going to die real witness. I like that. I like that old courage. Like old buddy Robinson. He said, Lord, give me the backbone like a saw log. That's the kind of witness to be. Courage. God likes us to be courageous. He told Joshua before he crossed over, he said, Be thou very courageous. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. You say, well, if God would tell me like he did Joshua, I'd have some courage too. He's told every believer the same thing. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Courageous. Let's go take the promise then. God gave us the promise. Let's be a real witness. So you hit the furnace seven times hotter than it ever was. Hit before. That's the way the devil does it. Brother, he don't halfway do nothing. He pushes everything he's got right into you. But thanks be to God, God got some pushing back there. He doesn't That's right. All right. Look at him. So he said, now notice. I can see King Nebuchadnezzar set himself by the side of the big furnace and smoked. The skies were red. I imagine all night long there was a prayer meeting going on. You know, if you're coming to a test, here it is. That's the trouble with the church today. You rely upon your own senses and ability instead of taking it to the Lord. That's right. Today we start to send to somebody somewhere. We just say we get out and have a little counsel and meet and say we should do this or go here or do that. But the Bible, in the days before they sent out the apostles, they met together and fasted and prayed. And the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas. The Holy Spirit. You notice, not man's opinion, but the Holy Spirit leading, guiding. Amen. Notice. Now, prayer meeting all night. So they had to show what they were made out of. And brother, every man that professes to be a Christian, sometime or other, you've got to show what you're made out of. The devil's going to call your hand. Well, little Tommy Osborne, many of you know him, come over, I was sitting on the porch, he said, Brother Branham, I said, I was in the meeting, I seen that maniac fall across your feet, said, what can I do? I said, now Tommy, don't profess anything that you can't back up. The devil's going to call your hand on it. Yes, he will. And you'll do it right away. I said, then, if you can't back it up, you know what's a coming. 
It'll be a reproach, so be sure that you're right before you make your statement. That's right too, Christian. Be sure that down in your heart, God has separated you from the things of the world and made you a new creature. Then go tell people you're a Christian. Until that's happened, stay right at the altar and die till you're just as dead as you can be. All right. Die till you're so dead to you, you can't even... Well, that's right. Dead. You know, I think today we bury too many live people. You bury people after they're dead. Is that right? Yes, sir. Listen, brother. A dead man won't argue with you. You can say anything to him you want to. Call him all kinds of names. He won't say a word. Why? He's dead. And a man that's dead in Christ. You can offer him a drink. You can give him this, that, the other. But he's dead. And he's hid in Christ through God's seal by the Holy Amen. That's it. Now, then he can't do those things because he, he just can't do it. It's against his nature. He becomes a new creature. You take an old hog and wash him up and scrub him up and manicure his toenails and give it lipstick and put it on all the nylons you want to. Turn it loose, it'll go right to a waller and waller. The scrubbing don't do no good. It's still got the nature of a hog. And then you take a lamb and put him in a mud hole. He'll squeal till you get him out. Why? He's the nature of a lamb. Now, the only way to keep the hog out of the mud is change his nature. That's right. That's the only way to make a Christian. Let his nature be changed from a sinner to a saint. And his only one remedy, that's the Holy Spirit. Then you're a witness. Amen. Now, notice... I want you to get this close. King Nebuchadnezzar made the, the proclamation that these people should be burned. And that morning they come bound on their hands. They went a plank walking up or a road up to the top of the furnace. The big furnace opened. They were going down into the furnace. And they started the death march. He said, now look, you've got a chance now. If you want to take down, all right. They said, our God's able to deliver us, but we're not taken back. They were real true witnesses to the end. They started walking up the pathway, going up. The soldiers marched them. The intense heat got so bad until it just about choked out the soldiers. And then when he got ready to push them into the fiery furnace, I can hear Shadrach say, Hey, you sure you prayed up? <laughs> yes, I believe it's all right now. All right, and then even the soldiers were slaying the ones who brought them in. And they pushed them just a few steps and they were going to push them into the fire furnace. Now, all the time, there's something going on on earth. There's something going on in heaven, too. Got an awful picture here under consideration now of a believer going to his death. But let's turn our camera tonight towards heaven. And while things are going on down here, there's something going on up there. I can see God the Son of God sitting on the right hand, looking down. I hear an angel come and say, Lord, I am Gabriel, with his great sword in his hand, saying, Now, I, ever since the day that you created me, I've stood by your right side. I've done just what you told me to do. Have you looked down at them witnesses this morning? They're fixing to burn up three witnesses. I can hear him say, I've watched them all night long. 
Let me go down. He said, I'll get rid of it. I'll change the picture. I believe he could have done it. But he said, Gabriel, just punch your sword back into its sheath. I can't let you go. Then I look coming here to his left. Here comes a great mighty angel by the name of Wormwood. He has controls of the water and he falls before him prostrate and says, Lord, have you looked down to them witnesses? Well, they're fixing to burn them up this morning because they're witnessing to God. Say, yes, I've watched them. Let me go down. I'll wash Babylon off of the face of the earth. I believe he could have done it. He said, you gave me the keys and during the time of the evolution, uh, the evolution world and I flooded the whole thing and washed it off for you. I'll do the same thing this morning if you just, just give me a I can hear him say, yes, Wormwood, that's right. You can do it. I, I know you can do it, but I can't let you go. Why, Lord, stand over here on my left side. Because I can't let you go, I'm going myself. I watched them all night. I watch my witnesses. I watch over my word to performance. I just can't let you go because I'm going myself. They're just about one step now to go down into the Ferrari furnace. Isn't it strange? God let you come right to the last step of the road. Seems like he doesn't care. He just that, but he's watching you. I think of when he was looking down into Babylon... His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. He watches you. Notice, then I can see him as he raises off of his great throne. His priestly garments drop around him, and he looked out there, and the great big thunderhead was sitting back in the north side. I can hear him say, come here, east wind, west wind, north and south. I want to drive you this morning. They got under that thunderhead and rolled up the side of the of the throne and he stepped off onto this big thunderhead reached up and got a hold of his zigzag lightning and cracked it through the skies like that and about the first time they made that final step to go in there he come down with a tree of life uh, a stream of life and picked off a big palm for a fan and when they hit that fiery furnace there was one like the son of God standing in the midst of them standing away all the fiery breezes away from them and after burning a long time real true witnesses God will stand by a real witness right then notice when all the heat was on and the fire was burning that king's heart become troubled he said go open up the furnace maybe and see if there's any ashes left and when they jerked open the door he jumped up said how many did you put in there Said three, said I see four, and the other looks like the Son of God. Standing by his witness. God always will stand by his witness. Amen. You know that's the truth. God will make a difference and will stand by those who witness for him. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee to know that You have never been without a witness. Father, to recognize that even when it was tough for Jeremiah and they were coming after him just for simply speaking the truth of Your Word. But Father, He held there and and Father, He, he did not compromise. And so we thank Thee to know that you, you always have a true witness in the world today. So help us, Father, as You taught us in Acts chapter 2, that when we receive that power, we then shall become witnesses unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
So we pray, Father, as we witness today the power of your resurrection in our lives. Help us to never be ashamed of the gospel and to stand resolute and take all the incoming that comes with it, but to know that after this life there waits for us a crown, and there waits for us a glad tomorrow where the gates of pearl shall swing open wide. And when we've passed this veil of sorrow, Lord, we'll stand on the other side someday beyond the grief of mortal can someday God only knows just where and just when the wheels of mortal life shall all stand still and we shall go to dwell on Zion's hill we thank thee for that blessed promise be with us today in the name of thy son Jesus Christ we pray Amen thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. I remember a lot of voices as I look back on my life. Voices that were beautiful, and some of them really stand out in my mind. Voices that blend together in perfect harmony. Voice of your mother as she sings to you. Sitting on her knees Voice of your daddy Stern but yet so kind Voice that stands above it Today Jesus spoke Said son you're mine I heard a voice I remember the voice of the ministry back in my younger days. How they preached the word of God. You could have confidence in them. Believe what they'd say. And I became older.
begin to travel and sing my song. I watched the lives of these ministers. I knew something was definitely wrong. Voices came from everywhere on radio and TV. Oh, the mass confusion. I didn't know what to believe. Come out of that denominational system And I'll set you 